Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Basin Binge. Welcome to another episode. I'm stoked to finally be able to talk about Top Gun Maverick. I've been waiting for this for years. Even before we got that trailer, two years ago, whatever it was, I am thrilled to have actually have seen the movie and now have a chance to talk about it. So let's let's just get right into it. This is going to be a full episode. We'll get into Two Cents, which is completely spoiler-free. I'll give you my thoughts in Two Cents and Pick Your Poison. Totally spoiler-free, so if you're still deciding if you want to go see it, you... Uh, won't have anything spoiled. But then, of course, we are going to get into the spoiler. So two cents, immediate reaction to the film. What do I think? And I, I got to say, when I went and saw the film, this isn't a, isn't a spoiler. Tom Cruise, like the current Tom Cruise, uh, popped up and he said, thank you for being here. Thanks for being in the theaters to see it. We made this for you. So, something like that. You know, hope you enjoy it. And th- th- that's one thing about Tom Cruise, the producer, is that he really cares about making movies for an audience. And I feel like everyone who was involved in this project did that. They really, you know, Jerry Buckheimer and and Tom really waited a long time for the right story to come along for this film at the right time, and they got it. I don't know what the other ideas were, but this idea is a solid story, and and that is that that was the heart of Top Gun, the original, and this is what makes this one. I'm already going to say it so much better is that the story that they they're telling and the way it's portrayed from the camera work to the acting to the, to the action sequences with the planes and so on and so forth. That this story is captivating and it's genuine and powerful and it's a it's a great way to do a sequel story. Tom Cruise's producer really knows what he's doing. And he knows how to tell a story for the audience. Now, with that in mind, he also knows what he's doing to engage an audience. This is some of the best action I've ever seen. Hands down, this is the best action uh, in, in uh, aerial dogfights, without a doubt. Uh, particularly that third act is just incredibly done. It, it is tense. It's edge of your seat, adrenaline. The, the cinematography of the whole thing, I'm going to talk about that a lot more, is, is remarkable. They had... They found a way to get cameras. I'm sure you've seen the promotion about this all over the place in the cockpit of the jets. They were able to detach the sensor and the lens from the main camera body and run it through. I think it was an HDMI cable or something like that. Um, fiber optic cable. I don't remember some cable. And so the, 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 the sensor, the camera part could be in a, a those places where it normally couldn't so we could see the genuine reaction the genuine g-forces on these actors so the actors had to be cinematographers they had to be camera operators while also performing they had to understand lighting the pilots who were flying the planes that they were in had to understand lighting and elevation and and all of those things and they the director and the cinematographer they just sent them up there for an hour and wouldn't see anything and then they'd come back and look at the footage and have to redo it and it pays off those sequences of them in the plane are incredible. Where, where the original Top Gun looked dated and really cheesy, this is edge-of-your-seat adrenaline. 
you really feel like they're in it. And I know it's movie magic and none of them were actually flying a plane, but the way they perform just like a genuine performance and the way that the, their environment genuinely performs against them from the G forces and the motion and everything. And the, the background whipping by through the cockpit, uh, I forget what it's the canopy. It, it is remarkable. And you really feel like they're in there, particularly Tom. He really sells that he's in there flying this thing, just pushing it to the edge of the danger zone. It It is incredible. And it, and like I said, it's not just that you're there to see these great sequences. They use them to tell a captivating story. And I love that. It, it is, you got to see it to know what I mean. So, so already I'm telling you, you got to see this. It is amazing what they accomplished. And the story is so well done. Um, like I said, the action sequences is amazing, but also they really treated the character of Maverick and Iceman and all the new characters with respect and told a genuine story of what their real emotions might be. And also, you know, Top Gun, as homoerotic as it was, was really about this sense of masculinity. And this one has a new sense of masculinity, how, how Maverick really is what he is uh, and has some vulnerability as well. And it's it just, I mean, we're people and, and the emotions felt so real and and none of it was forced like oh let's just chalk on this emotion here it really felt so sincere and so genuine and what these characters actually be facing 30 years later um, both the old characters and the new characters and it's it's a fantastic story um joseph kosinski he's he's one of my favorite directors ever if not my favorite and him and claudio miranda who's a cinematographer are just the dream team and they shot this so well and they edit it he has a way to put you on the edge of your seat and the way that they match the nostalgia uh from the opening sequence with music and and a particular cinematography and a particular editing to even things like the very famous volleyball scene that they have a, a remake of so to speak everything was handled with so much care and they knew that and they and it's not just pure nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia it has meaning and when the I saw an interview, they were talking about this scene in this one. It's a, it's a football match where they're all shirtless and oiled up and all that. They said, we don't want to do it just to do it. We, how can we fit it in the story that we're telling and the way that they did it is perfect. And it, and so it's that match of, you know, Hey, we got to do this. We got to respect the source material that we got to hit this nostalgia, but we also have to tell a good story. Can we do both at the same time? And they did. And it's remarkable. Seriously. The cinematography is incredible. The actors went through rigorous training to make this happen. And the story is so good. There were so many moments where I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen, that the story could happen a few different ways. And each direction was earned. If you know what I mean, that it could go either way. And I would have felt that that was an earned move that the story made. And that's how powerful it is. So clearly I loved it. I loved going to see it. It, it was incredible. I, I mean, Christopher McQuarrie, was writing it joseph kosinski and some other writers but but like i just love christopher mcquarrie joseph kosinski claudio miranda tom cruise is it, just an incredible combo yeah they they just handled all i can say is that they really handled everything well it i i saw that it was getting really really good reviews and i'm just i'm glad to add to that because it, it, they really did well from an entertainment value from an adrenaline action value and from a quality story they match it all well. And of course, shot, edited, directed, performed immaculately. Loved it. So, all right, that will wrap up my two cents. So we're going to move into the other segments here. Before we do, just a brief announcement here at the Basin Binge. If you could leave a review on Podchaser for this, that would be so helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Or you can send me an email or 
whatever, Instagram, TikTok, however you want to interact with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts about Top Gun. Additionally, those reviews on Podchaser help a ton. Additionally, check out Matt Goes to the Movies. It's going to be linked below. We're going to be reviewing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series happening on um, Disney+. Plus. We're reviewing that tomorrow, which I'm stoked for. Actually, no, tonight. Reviewing that tonight, uh, which I'm really, really excited for. So check out Matt Goes to the Movies. Additionally, subscribe to The Basement Binge. Some exciting things are happening. So, so we'll move on to the other segments after this quick interruption. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Thank you to li- for listening to that. Thank you for supporting the show by doing that. Let's move on to the next segment, Pick Your Poison, which is the rating scale here at the Basin Binge. And this is normally where we get into spoilers because this is such a new film. We're going to keep this segment spoiler free and the rest we will get into spoilers. Pick Your Poison is a rating scale all about the bingeability of the film. How would I choose to interact with this film again now that I've seen it to never watch it again to stream it, meaning when it's on a service I'm paying for and I was just browsing and looking for something to watch, I'd, I'd click on it. Above that is to rent it, pay a few bucks in the right circumstances, red box or digitally, however you rent it. And the top of the list is to buy it digitally, physically, however you want to buy it and you own it. Without a doubt, this is a buy. I am already trying to find a way to go and see this in theaters. Again, I want to check, catch it in IMAX one more time. So if you want to support me as a student who doesn't have a lot of money anymore, you can donate to the Basement Binge linked below, and maybe I can go check this out a second time. Or, or you can donate, send a tip. Let me know what other movie you want me to see in theaters. So I would, I would appreciate it. I feel so awkward asking for stuff like this, but it, it genuinely would be appreciated. Anyway, this is a film that I'm going to watch multiple times, way more frequently than the original. And it's because the action is incredible. It's because the, the, the emotions is so well and the story really feels kind of timeless and, and feels super engaging. Uh, on top of that, this action just feels really new and fresh. We haven't seen this level of dogfighting to this extent that this that is this well choreographed, this well shot, this well engaging, and this real. And for that reason, it, I, I want to see it again, particularly the third act is just remarkable. So yeah, as soon as I can buy this movie, I'm buying it and I'm watching it. If I can, before it goes sold, I'm going to try and catch it one more time in theaters, um, particularly in IMAX because it's just shot so well. And it's just one of those things that I want to watch it again because I loved it that much. But that's going to conclude the spoiler free section. We're going to move on to spoilers as we move into the next segment here, which is live up. So live up is where I talk about my expectations for the film I had going in and if it was able to live up to them. Hence the name of the segment. And like I said, this this film is getting great reviews, as I'm sure you've probably heard. It's at a 97% from uh, on Rotten Tomatoes with a 99% audience score on uh, Letterboxd. It's 4.2 out of 5. 
That's like one of the highest rated films on Letterboxd. Granted, it's got a while to go. Um, but yeah, the, the consensus seems to be pretty amazing. On IMDb, it is at 8.7 out of 10. So right, the, the consensus is pretty high. Um, what did I... So, so I have been anticipating this. I love Joseph Kosinski. Like I said, I love Tom Cruise and I love them working together in oblivion. And so I was just kind of on IMDb years ago looking at what Joseph Kosinski's next projects were. And I saw Spiderhead, uh, which at the time was called Escape from Spiderhead, coming out on Netflix in July, I believe. And then this, and I was stoked. Like, not only are we getting a Top Gun sequel, Tom Cruise, but Joseph Kosinski is directing it with Claudio and Miranda. And I was stoked. Um, and then the trailer came out and I was even more stoked and then it was delayed and then we got more trailers. And even when I would go to theaters, they played this trailer almost every time, particularly in IMAX when I went to go see a movie in IMAX over the past two years. Um, and I never got sick of it. Never. Because I was always just so, I was always looking forward to this. So now it's here. It's had a lot to live up to. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not jealous of the marketers. What a campaign they've had to pull out for two years. Um, and then, and then I saw it getting, I tried to re- avoid the reviews as much as possible because I was so excited for this. I didn't want anyone else to influence what I thought of it, but it, you know, it's impossible to avoid everything. And so I had just heard and kind of seen uh, sl- snippets of the positive reviews it was getting. So I was expecting a lot. Like I already had my own high expectations and then to know that it wasn't just going to be one of those films that I love, but that other people accept as good as well. You know, like, of course there's a sub- that subjective enjoyment that you have. Um, but then to hear that there's maybe a little bit of objective or like a shared subjectivity towards it, if you know what I mean, I was really expecting a lot. So it had a lot to live up to. And I'm, I can confidently say that it delivered. Now, now spoilers here, okay? It delivered from the, the opening scene when it played the same music it, it, with the same color grading and the same edit and the cinematography I was just like, yes, this is what I want. And then we just continually got the story from, from Mavericks, again, spoilers, Mavericks just difficulty gripping with the death of Goose. And, and I mean, that is tragic. And I, I'm grateful that they didn't just brush over that, that, that he has been able to move on and that even after this film, maybe he hasn't completely moved on. He's still a broken guy for that. But in 30 years, he's getting a little bit better at being vulnerable and asking for help. And that conversation he had with Iceman, forgive me, I'm going to talk about that more. But I, I had heard that Val Kilmer was coming back in this in an amazing way. And I didn't know anything. I had thought that he was dead. And, and that I mean, that sounds horrible, but I, I thought he was and that they were going to bring him back with AI or something similar to what they did with Luke in the Mandalorian or was it the book of Boba Fett, whatever it was um, on Disney plus. And so the whole time I was like, this isn't a deep fake. Like this looks really like him. And then I looked it up afterwards and, and found out the history with his throat cancer and how he just can't speak. And that was handled so well, but it was also real genuine scene between these two people who really care for each other. Um, the story just really was good and, and real. It didn't feel like the conflict was unnecessary or they were just adding to it. You know, Iceman does die in the film and then Maverick is immediately kicked out of Top Gun. Like, of course, Iceman was the one that was keeping him there and he's kind of causing problems for people. So, of course, when Iceman's gone, they're going to get rid of him. That felt real. Um, the mission for these individuals felt real. Uh, and, and the fun, just everything was really fun. The, as the film went on, it, it had that fun, enjoyable spirit of Top Gun and it had the appropriate adrenaline and it handled the, the danger very real. Um, from the trailer, I thought that one of the recruits 
not recruits, one of the Top Gun pilots were going to die. So when I think it's Coyote, he blacks out. I thought the funeral was going to be his because the funeral hadn't happened yet, but he's okay. And, and it put me on the edge of my seat. Just, oh no, is he going to be the one who has a funeral? Uh, it turns out it was for Iceman, but man, what a manipulation of us through the trailer. That was really well done. Um, and then even later in the, in the third act, there's so many great things I have to say about that. It is just, oh, that third act is amazing. And the dogfight, particularly when Maverick saves uh, Rooster, and then Rooster saves him, and then they fly back in the F-14. Man, there were just so many. I mean, talk about pushing things to the edge. Like, I think that's something that Christopher McQuarrie does. He loves to do a thing of fallout. Like, like, you know, the typical, the bomb has half a second left when you finally defuse it type of thing. And they talk about another way of doing that when they're in the F-14 and that fifth generation fighter literally fires the missile. Like it comes out of its belly, I would say, of the plane and is about to fire and then it's blown up and it and it's such an explosion that it destroys the missile like you know like maybe it, typically you'd blow them up right before they hit the button but he hit the button and the missile you know, like i have i was like oh they're dead like they're done and and that's what i was saying earlier is that that i thought they, they were playing the sad music multiple times um as they were trying to escape that fifth generation fighter i was like yeah don't play that sad music don't let them die and i just kind of accepted it especially when the eject thing didn't work like yeah, they're just going to die. Like, and they earned it. And the movie sincerely earned it. And, I'd, and I would be devastated. And what a sad ending. But what a well-told story. And then that they were saved. And, and it was earned that they were saved. And it just, the story really was well-told. The action was even better than I anticipated. That the cameras in the cockpit was, is such a great addition. But even the way it's shot, the planes in the air and the, and it is really remarkable the way that the film was shot and all that adds together. So yeah, it completely exceeded what I had could have thought of it. Um, really, really like that. So let's move on to the binge points here. Easter eggs, details, trivia behind the scenes stuff. There's not a lot out there right now besides the obvious stuff of the cameras having the sensor, uh, uh, displaced from the rest of the camera body and put in the cockpit to see them in the canopy and to get everything flying by them. Uh, they had to go through three months training, all the actors who were the Top Gun pilots, they had to go to three months training that Tom had set up because Tom's a pilot. He'd set up for them to be able to pre- be prepared to withstand the G's. And it was a lot for them to go through. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they were up in the planes almost every single day. They, they weren't allowed to fly anything, including Tom. He wasn't allowed to touch the controls at all, even though he's a pilot and he has a pilot license. Um, not allowed to touch the controls at all. Obviously it's like a multi-billion dollar, uh, machine. You're not just going to let some actor come and touch it, but it, it really, they did a lot of work to make that happen. Like I said, the actors, they had to be responsible for the camera work, starting and stopping the camera, the lighting, the cinematography, their performance, their blocking, all of that. They had to, to, to be camera operators. And there's this interview where Miles Tellers talks about how he accidentally erased the footage. Like there was a button that if you push things in the wrong order, it would, it would erase everything. And he was like, I was a guinea pig that we all learned not to do that because of me. Um, so yeah, it's cool. And they, and they really shot these sequences for real. That, that third act that I keep talking about how amazing it was, Joseph Kosinski was talking about how he wanted to flip that typical color palette that we're used to with Top Gun and do something new with it. Just put these jets in a, in a, in a place we normally don't see them. And so that was actually shot for real with pilots flying those jets on a, a legitimate low-level course in Washington State um, where they do fly the planes that low. Uh, 
and that's just one of the many reasons it looks so good. Um, or the dark star at the beginning as it flies over Ed Harris's character and it destroyed the set legitimately. Like you saw it ripped the roof off the thing that wasn't planned. It legitimately ripped the roof off the thing. Uh, and that was the one take they got. It was a great take, but that was all they were able to do because it just completely destroyed the set. Um, which is just a ton of fun. And it was cool to see as well to see how so many of the, the actors who I love them all, the new Top Gun cast. Uh, of course, Miles Teller was amazing. Uh, Monica Barbaro, I think is how you say her name. Uh, Lewis Pullman, Glenn Powell. I mean, they were really, I loved them. Um, but it was cool to see in their interview how they talked about how they love flying. Now, Glenn Powell, he already has his pilot's license. Monica, she's working on getting hers. You know, they, they really fell in love with it. And then I, I can understand why. So some other cool details that P-51, that, that uh, plane at the end, that prop plane at the end, it's actually Tom's. It's his that he owns. And so that was in the movie. Um, some fun things from the original film, that bomber jacket that Tom wears, that is the original bomber jacket that Tom Cruise had. Uh, he kept it. It's his. He still has it. Uh, the watch that Tom Cruise wears, that's the original watch. Um, but Jerry Bruckheimer had it and, and Tom had to ask him to use it. And it's, it's literally the second they wrapped, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer had to have it back. Um, there were some cowboy boots that we were going to try and use, but Tony Scott had them and, and obviously he had, he had passed away. Um, so yeah, they, they just included a lot of great uh, details, which was, was really, really fun. But that is all the binge points that I have. I'm sure if I'm lucky enough to see it again, I'll, I'll have some more. And as of course, as more information is released about it. So let's move on to the second to last segment here. Lease and likes This is where I talk about my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. And I'm not even going to dance around it a little bit. I do not have a single scene that I did not like. There was not a moment of the film that I was displeased with a single thing happening. Everything I was engaged in everything I liked. I loved the cinematography. I loved the blocking. Actually, that was one thing I noticed a lot. The blocking was phenomenal. The, the, literally everything was just, I loved so what is my favorite scene? And it is really hard to pick. I loved the conversation between uh, Tom, so Maverick and uh, Peggy, who's played by Jennifer Conley. Their interactions so frequently, I loved. Um, I love when Maverick shows up to Top Gun for the first time and they see that this was the guy they'd just thrown out of the barn and then he throws a book away. Obviously, the fly sequences are incredible. I love the sequence when Tom flies the route in like two minutes and what is it? 15 seconds, like faster than the planned time. That was so engaging. Like the G forces you just saw, like it felt like Tom's face was going to rip off. Like it, I heard a joke that it actually managed to make Tom Cruise look old. And it did. Um, or either like the scene where Bob's glasses are like smashed against him. Um, yeah, it's crazy. The G forces are intense. Um, but without a doubt, I got to say the third act, the entire third act is my favorite from the moment they set out to drop the bombs to when the, the dog fight that they immediately get into, uh, Maverick saving rooster rooster saving Maverick and so on and so forth. It was just so good. I loved the third act. Um, granted there are so many great scenes, but that third act hands down, I, that is the one reason that I'm itching to go back again, just to see it again. So those are my least and likes. Let's move on to the last segment here, Fall In. This is where I talk about the messages, meaning of the film, the takeaways, maybe some themes that I really liked. As my dad always said, what is the moral of the story? And I would say that I, I kind of talked about this earlier in two cents. I really liked how they addressed 
the necessary vulnerability that Maverick has come to terms with, his willingness to talk to Peggy and ask help from her, uh, his willingness to talk to Iceman and receive advice and counsel from him and to act on it. And even to, to some extent, try and extend that to Rooster and Rooster's still working on himself. But just, you know, that's not something we typically see in the character. When you think the character of Maverick, that's not something that we would typically see. And he still is Maverick in every way, pushing limits and boundaries and flying a jet remarkably well. Like that is all still there. He doesn't lose those qualities. He doesn't lose his tenacity, but he does receive additional help and he's better for it. And I think that he had to be broken down legitimately in, in real life to get that. And, but it, asking for help and being vulnerable for it allowed him to be better and to overcome what he had struggled with alone for years. I mean, what a great message. You don't, you don't have to be man. You don't have to deal with toxic masculinity as so frequently as talked about to, to benefit from that. Like what a sincere message that it's okay to ask for help and that you can overcome difficult things through loving people helping you. On top of that, I, I just liked the message of sticking around and being there for people and letting people be there for you. And, th- and that's another part of it. The last thing that I'll say that, that I just really liked is the bravery and the ferocity at which all of the pilots pushed their boundaries, you know, for the air quotes, greater good. And that's remarkable. I'm, I'm grateful, particularly as it's Memorial Day in two days. I'm grateful for the people who really push themselves and embrace such rigorous difficulty uh, for the benefit and safety of us and how they have over the years and how people continue to in, in every country. I, uh, where I go to school, there's a lot of international students that come to the school. Uh, that's like one of the big uh, targets of the college that I go to is, is bringing over international students. And so I was talking to this one student from South Korea and if you're South Korean, you have to serve in the military. I don't, I don't know all the details, but talking to me, apparently it's something you have to do at some point is serve into the military uh, to defend yourself against North Korea. And um, I got to remember exactly what he said. He said something along the lines of, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, but he, he talked about how he, he said, we have to serve and we have to be strong because if we're not strong, then North Korea will destroy us or something like that. And, and he said, we have to be strong multiple times, which There's just difficult things that there are people who will take advantage of us if we don't show that we are strong. And I'm grateful for throughout the entire world, people who do that and who risk so much for it. And I love the the, the, kind of the dual sides of, um, shoot, what was his name? Um, Cyclone, the guy that John Hamm plays, who who kind of hires Maverick. I like the, 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 double sides of them where Maverick, uh, he, he's telling him, we, or, or Cyclone somewhere, you have to train him to complete this mission. And then Maverick adds, and to bring them home. And that really hit me, um, that they recognize that maybe they won't come home. And Rooster and Maverick definitely understood that and, and willingly sacrificed. Like what genuine self-sacrifice, which is real. It happens legitimately in the world but I'm grateful for the people who fight to bring people home in whatever capacity they do. It just got to me a lot this Memorial Day. So yeah, if you have listened to this whole thing, you've probably seen Top Gun Maverick. I would love to hear what you thought of it. Are you giving it five stars like I'm about to? Um, Or are you not? And if you listen to this and you haven't seen it, 
I'm so sorry for you. You need to go see it. Go see Top Gun Maverick. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to The Basement Binge. Thanks for enjoying this episode. Let me know what you thought of it by leaving a review on podchaser.com slash The Basement Binge. It's a great way to help out the show by leaving reviews. You can leave a review on this exact episode, not just the whole show as a whole. So you can, if you've reviewed the show before, you can review this specific episode. It is so helpful to let me know what episodes you all are enjoying. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting The Basin Binge, especially as my schedule is wacky as a student. Check out Matt Goes to the Movies for um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi's series and subscribe to The Basin Binge for some great episodes coming. So in case you haven't heard enough, this is The Basin Binge. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.